0: what is going on everyone it is mason pierce here host of the cover 7 with mason pierce podcast and i want to let you all know about a little secret and it's called anchor by spotify it's one of the new and easiest ways to make your own podcast with everything you need all in one single place anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from the comfort of your phone or computer And also, when you are hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and whatever platform you choose to post it on. It's everything you need to make a podcast in just one single place. And the best part of all, Anchor is totally free to use. So make sure you download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm, get started creating your own podcast, or start hosting on a very up-and-coming new platform. Yo, what is going on, Cover 7 family? It is your host Mason Pierce back at it with another episode of Cover 7 with Mason Pierce. Guys, I hope y'all had a fantastic weekend. I hope y'all are ready to attack this week, whether it's with work, school. Or just any new accomplishments or any new new hobbies you have. I hope you're able to crush them. I hope you're able to crush this week. Guys, there's not too much news I have to report for y'all today. It's going to be probably a quick little episode, but I hope y'all still do enjoy it. And guys, if y'all have not yet, do not forget to follow the official Instagram and TikTok of the Cover 7 with Mason Pierce podcast, which is at Cover 7 with Mason Pierce on both platforms. Guys, I had a great weekend this weekend, kind of just chilled out, went to Globe Life Field down in Arlington, Texas, watched my TCU Horned Frogs play in Nebraska, we swept them 3-0, it was great, I had to see college baseballs back, cough, cough, you know, Rob Manfred get MLB back, and MLB is actually one of the topics we have today, and it's also regarding the lockout, and there's kind of been been some um, conflicting reports regarding whether it's going to end soon or whether it's not, and what they've agreed on and what they haven't agreed on. but. Um, yeah, so I hope y'all enjoy today's episode. Uh, I'm a little scattered brain right now. I'm trying to figure everything out, so, you know, bear with me while I try to do this. But, yeah, so I hope y'all really do enjoy today's episode. Um, to begin the episode, we're, you know, always with college football. You always, I always have to make sure to give y'all the little bit of college football news we do have. Now, for the first news, it's regarding the transfer portal once again and it is involving freshman transfer cornerback from West Virginia, Daryl Porter Jr. In case you don't know, he is from the Miami area. Um, He was heavily recruited out of college to go to Miami, but obviously ended up going to West Virginia. But he has just committed to, to Mario Cristobal and the Miami Hurricanes. After they got his former cornerback coach, who recruited him to West Virginia, so this is a great pickup. He will definitely be a good two to three-year starter for the Hurricanes. I remember watching him when I went to the TCU West Virginia game this past season and thought how great of a study was because he had a pick on Max Duggan and he showed great um, lockdown corner. You know, kind of sitting on an island type. So Daryl Porter was a huge Daryl Porter. Sorry, Daryl Porter is a huge pickup for Miami. Now, in some other news, and this is regarding recruiting you know, the high school ranks, four-star athlete, Dequavius Sori, who was originally a Georgia commit, he has officially decommitted, um, something is going really wrong right now in Georgia, down there in Athens, I don't know, <laughs> I don't know exactly what's going wrong, what's going on, because, I mean, they've lost half their assistants, all their assistants are leaving, they've had kids transfer out, whether it's competition reasons, or whether it's just the fact they don't want to be part of Georgia, the biggest one was Burton, who went to Alabama this Literally, this past like month, the the you know their former star receiver. So something is going on in Georgia. I would definitely be a little bit concerned, not too much, because they still do have a pretty high um, recruiting class. But I would still kind of be on the lookout, Georgia fans, and kind of be like, oh shoot, you know what could possibly our future look like? Considering how, I mean, we're just you're losing y'all's future, whether it's in recruiting or in coaching. Because I mean, I mean half of your coaching staff is either stepped down or they have left. So, it's bad. It's not good for them. Um, Guys, and the final college football news we have today is regarding the 49ers and the Kentucky Wildcats. And, yes, in case you don't remember, Kentucky's offensive coordinator went to go join the L.A. Rams as their offensive coordinator. So, it had that position wide open. So, the 49ers, their QB coach, Rich Scangarello, sorry if I butchered that, he has been hired to become Kentucky Kentucky's next offensive coordinator. Personally, I like this because Jimmy Garoppolo has shown, you know, glimpses of being great. Yes, he's had really inconsistent play at times, but he has shown glimpses of being great. He's definitely helped Trey Lance, you know, mold him into the quarterback that hopefully the 49ers will be getting in the future. So, definitely he's going to be good for Kentucky and that, and Mike Stoops and his staff. So, good hire for them. So, yeah, guys, that's all the college football news. I mean, Unfortunately, it's that time of the offseason where we really don't have a lot of breaking, breaking, breaking news. I mean, we've got some kind of, some recruiting, some speculation, crystal ball predictions, you know, etc. But, not something that you really want to report on because, once again, most of it is just rumors. And I want to make sure I give you all the actual, official news and stuff that is actually relevant to the world of college football. So, so you know what I mean. But, um, yeah, before we get on to the NFL, I want to ask... Um, what are y'all guys or, or do y'all plan on going to any college baseball games this year do y- or do y'all can do y'all plan on going to any college basketball games do y'all plan on going to any march madness games make sure to let me know at the official cover said with mason pierce podcast TikTok and instagram i would love to know because i know i'm definitely going to try and at least go to a few tcu baseball games i know i'm going to probably go to one on tuesday we play university of texas at arlington um... So, yeah, definitely just let me know if you're going to go to any of y'all's favorite teams, baseball games, basketball games, whatever it might be until we do get back to football season, which I know all y'all will definitely be going to. So, now, guys, let's get into the NFL side of the news. And we've actually kind of got some interesting news. Um, the Kansas City Chiefs, they have hired a former Bears head coach, Matt Nagy, you know, the one that Chicago absolutely destroyed and wanted to get rid of, but Ryan Pace would never get rid of him. <laughs> um, he has just officially been hired by the Chiefs to become their new quarterbacks coach slash senior assistant. I think this is good because when Matt Nagy was an offensive coordinator, I forgot what team he was offensive coordinator for, but when he was an offensive coordinator and a QB coach, and I think it was with the Chiefs too. I think it was with the Chiefs. He had Alex Smith at that time. As we all know, Alex Smith was easily a top fifteen, top twenty quarterback when he was with the Chiefs, And he was very good and led him to a couple wild card and even divisional round playoff, you know, seasons. So definitely a sneaky good hire for the Chiefs, as I think he'll kinda of just be swept under the rug because you know how bad his reputation was in Chicago besides the twenty eighteen season, you know, the double doink seasons we all remember. But besides that season, I think his reputation's kind of just been killed almost another assistants kind of like Adam Gase and all of them who who were decent being assistant coaches but they weren't that great being head coaches. Now, for the next news we have and this is actually kind of some this is this is in my opinion the most shocking news we've had of the of the past weekend. Tampa Bay Buccaneers pro bowl offensive lineman Ali Marpet has announced his retirement from the NFL after 7 seasons which were all with the Buccaneers. Wow. Um Tampa Bay right now is it's definitely scary to be a Bucks fan because you have half your team right now going to free agency. You just had Tom Brady retire who was a main reason why you got a lot of those free agents. I would definitely expect definitely expect probably Chris Godwin unless he gets and franchise tagged again or the Bucks offer him a decent decent salary. I expect Chris to be gone and Domkin Sue, half that defense is going to be gone. I think um, Carlton Davis, he's going to be gone one of the, one of the Buccaneers starting cornerbacks. So this doesn't. This definitely does not help the fact that the Buccaneers, which they're one of their strongest, you know, aspects, has been their offensive line. Now them losing one of their best offensive linemen to retirement. Um, I hope he. I hope Ali. I hope you enjoy retirement. I hope it's amazing. Um, he had seven great seasons with the Buccaneers, which I know a couple of those seasons were ruined just from the fact the Buccaneers were not good. But once again. He had an amazing career. He did. He he at least ends his career with one Pro Bowl and one Super Bowl. So at least at the end of the day, he can say he was a Super Bowl champion, and the fact he got to play with Rob Gronkowski and Tom Brady, which I think is pretty cool. But now for the next news, we have. Um, it's regarding ESPN, so it's it's regarding the whole ESPN Monday Night Football situation right now. And as y'all, and as, if you listen to the past podcast, you remember me telling you about Troy Aikman who will be joining ESPN Monday Night Football. Now there's there was a report that went out saying that if ESPN cannot get Joe Buck from Fox, which in case you don't know is Troy Aikman's partners when he does when he does broadcast games, that um that ESPN will try and target NBC's Al Michaels. Now this one, I personally, I would rather I would really love to see Al Michaels, and Troy Aikman in the booth. I think that would be fantastic because I really do like Al Michaels simply just for commentary reasons because him and Chris Collinsworth have been amazing. So I think that kind of would be a, kind of a slip-swap. Switch and swap. Sorry, I don't even know what I just said. A switch and swap situation where Fox probably could end up getting Chris Collinsworth, but ESPN would end up getting Mac, uh, Al Michaels. That would be cool. I mean, no offense to Joe Buck. I don't really think he's, he's kind of like that monotone voice. It just kind of like puts you to sleep almost when you try and listen and watch the games. And sometimes this commentary is just so boring because it's just a basic threw a pass, caught, 20-yard line. You know what I mean? Not like the Gus Johnson, you know, oh my gosh, touchdown. So I think this would be huge for ESPN if they can get Al Michaels because this will definitely attract a lot more people to watch Monday Night Football because I know there's been a couple Monday Night Football games that have been snooze-fest. But having commentators like that would definitely bring back a lot more of an audience. Um, next news we also have is, in case you don't know, the salary cap and um, the new new league year is about to come up. I think March nineteenth. So teams have to be at at you know at um, the salary cap. They can't be negative. And in case you don't know, the Saints and Packers are, are the two worst teams right now in the league. Who absolutely are having. The, as, as probably many cap casualties as you'll see. I know the Saints were like negative seventy, and the Packers were negative forty, but the Packers have restructured guys like Aaron Jones, Kenny Clark, Kenny, or back uh, to back to back their offensive lineman, and they also, and then they've also, I think they did Devontae too. They also restructured Devontae and just half of their team's contracts to be able to get them. I think they're down to like negative twenty, negative ten million, which is still a lot, but it's better than where they were. And the Saints are in the same situation where they had the um, they uh, restructured Mike Thomas, Ryan Ramczyk, Ryan Ramczyk, Cameron Jordan. Um, Alvin Kamara and a couple other guys contracts, and that put and I think that took off like 40 million out of their 70, so they're still down 30 million dollars, but it's better than where they were. I definitely would expect them to end up trading or releasing a couple surprise ones. I would definitely see a Michael Thomas trader or cut simply for the fact that it almost happened last offseason because he was having a lot of drama with Sean Payton and the Saints. So definitely do not be shocked to see the Saints make a couple interesting kind of you know like eye squinting moves like what like. Am I reading this right? You know those type of moves. Um, the next news we have and it's regarding the Colts. The Colts owner Jim Irsay, who's one of who's personally my favorite owner in the league, um, he he rep- he reported on a talk show that he wants Russell Wilson to be the quarterback for the Colts, and he would not mind if if they were able to get him via trade. As we all know, the Colts right now they're. Um, Currently kind of regretting the fact they traded for Carson Wentz because they thought pairing him back again with Frank Wright was going to be some amazing, amazing move for them. You know, their future, um, that turned out to be completely false. That was a horrible move. Um, Carson Wentz went back to me in 2020, Eagles Carson Wentz, and they ended up giving Philly a first round pick, third and fifth round. So it was... It was one of those things where the Colts were like, dude, we could have really used that this year, used it and trade discussions to get a guy like Russell Wilson, but it's definitely keep an eye out now that the Colts are one of the teams that actually do want Russell Wilson to be their quarterback. Um, the next and the final news actually I'm sorry guys, the final news we have for the NFL, um, and it's regarding the overtime rules. In case you do not know, in the NFL, um, so how it works is, you know, whoever wins, the, whoever wins the kick, uh, the coin flip, they can decide that they want to receive the ball or whether they want the other team to receive the ball. Now, if you score a touchdown, you automatically win the game, and the other team doesn't get a chance, which I think is completely stupid, and it should have never been a rule to begin with. And as you know, in college football and high school football, each team gets at least one chance. So. And In the NFL, obviously, you kick a field goal or don't score, the other team does get a chance, and then they either have to match it or they either score a touchdown, and then they win the game. So, the Colts actually proposed a um, rule change for overtime rules to turn into college football rules or overtime rules. So, this is actually the NFL might actually be taking a you know taking a you know a force and actually taking a change to make these rules good because we all saw with the Buffalo Bills and Kansas City Chiefs playoff game. We all saw how everyone was kind of ticked off from it. I was still ticked off because we know the way Josh Allen and them were playing that the Kansas City Chiefs, their defense was not going to stop him. But we never got to see it because Patrick Mahomes and them went down the field and absolutely torched Buffalo's defense, who was mediocre at best in that game. So finally, the NFL will be hopefully changing their overtime rules. This is a great sign for the league as this has just been one of those things where they've needed to change it for a long time. Now, guys. Now on to our extra little news. First, I'm gonna talk a little bit about the NBA, and this is also and this is gonna be regarding James Harden and his new teammate Joel Embiid. And in case you don't know, a couple weeks ago, James it was on trade deadline day. James Harden got traded to the 76ers from the Brooklyn Nets. We I thought this was a great trade for both teams, as the Nets got a lot of compensation back for him and. The 76ers got that final piece they've been needing to go for a championship, and it did not disappoint. James Harden in his first two games with the 76ers, he's put up 25-plus points, 10-plus assists, and a buttload of rebounds. And Joel Embiid has been happy. He's been smiling the whole time. And it's just, right now, Philly is a dangerous team. They're a team you do not want to mess with. The atmosphere and 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 that team is insane. I mean, they just they're they're having fun, and that's what you want to see in a team is them having fun. Because when you see teams like how they were before, where they're just heads down, not want to play basketball, that is not what you want a championship caliber team to look like. So I think James Harden was something they had always needed. Once again, great moves by the 76ers to get a key piece that they had always wanted, but waited till the right time to get. So good job once again. Now. Next news we have is regarding the MLB and the MLBPA, and this is all regarding the lockout. Now, there's been reports, and and it's been on Bleacher Report, um, Instagram, ESPN, whatever. It's been on all those sources, and it's been apparently, and apparently they've said that there's been no made progress towards an agreement after meeting every day this past week. Um, That was really worrying to see. as I know I'd seen a couple things where it's like, they had, had lunch and then come back to discuss you know new um, new d- new details in the new agreement but we got a report earlier on Sunday that apparently they are closer to a deal than we really do think and that there's only like a couple obstacles they have from stop from them making the deal now in case you don't know by, t- by I think February 28th so the day that this podcast will be coming out they have to make an agreement or the um, March, I think, 22nd for opening day, it will be canceled, and it will have to be pushed back until way farther back, so once again, I'm hoping they can, because we all want to be able to go back to games, we all want to be able to go back to the ballpark and, you know, spend 40 bucks on nachos and a drink, you know, I miss being able to do that, so hopefully they do get this back, hopefully the players do get the compensation they deserve, and hopefully the owners just realize, hey, they do work super hard, and they do deserve the money they are going to be trying to get, and now guys, for the last part of today's podcast, and it's actually kind of some interesting news, so in in case you don't really watch college basketball, college basketball is really known for being one of the most entertaining sports when it comes to upsets, so you'll have teams like U, like University of Maryland Baltimore County who upset Virginia the number one ranked seed when they were a 16th seed in March Madness right and it was the biggest news ever and it was, it was cool because you saw such an underdog team beat this high blue blood that's up there and ranks with Duke and North Carolina and all that but on on this past Saturday in college basketball we got to see the number one two three four five and sixth ranked teams in the country lose and and my T.C. horn Frogs were unranked. They also knocked off number nine Texas Tech as well at Fort Worth. So it was a entertaining weekend of college basketball to say the least. We got to see teams like Kansas, Gonzaga, Arizona. I can't remember all the teams off the top of my head, but they and it was and it was really entertaining games too. I I love that Baylor Kansas game. That was such a great. The energy—I mean, it's coming from a TCU fan, after all. I mean, we—you know—we hate Baylor, but it was good seeing, good seeing the energy in that crowd and just how passionate they were towards that team. So, yeah, it was definitely an interesting weekend for college baseball and basketball as a whole because everything's finally getting back in full swing. I'm ready for for Selection Sunday, which I think is coming up here in a couple weeks. I hope y'all are too. I will be dropping. at least a podcast here soon i'll be dropping my predictions for march madness i'll be kind of giving some details and we'll kind of just be making some mock some mock brackets we'll make some mock brackets on the instagram at cover 7 with mason pierce and yeah so guys i hope y'all did to joy y'all guys i'm telling you when i cannot talk i mean i cannot talk at all i mean i have such bad speech issues sometimes that it's just insane like my brain's thinking 45 miles an hour, but my body can only go 10, so it's one one of those things where I try and try and try, but I fail, but anyway, guys, I hope y'all did, I hope y'all did enjoy today's episode, once again, do not forget to please follow the official Instagram and TikTok of the Cover 7 with Mason Pierce podcast at Cover 7 with Mason Pierce, guys, I hope y'all have a fantastic Monday, I hope y'all have a fantastic week, I will catch y'all back again on Wednesday, and hopefully we'll have some even more news to discuss, guys, peace continue to be great